Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 341 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, it's a post-Halloween edition. Uh, how's everybody doing out there? Um... We're, we're battling through here, folks. I got to tell you, uh, right off the top, um, yes, yeah, I finally, it caught me. After all this time, I got the COVID. Yes, though my wife and I have uh, come down with COVID here, I've, and uh, I've, I've, I've been very fortunate. Uh, this is the first time I've got it. Um, overall, not too bad. Uh, actually, Friday was my worst day. That's when my head was feeling a little goofy and just weak and just, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, and I kind of went through the weekend and then it was, uh, well, Saturday I recorded last episode. You could hear it in my voice, but I just kind of thought, yeah, you know, yeah, because it's the, you know, we had just gotten snow. It was cold. I'm in and out, in and out of heat, cold, heat, cold. So, and I've always sort of have like throat and lung issues anyway, like throughout the winter, um, just because of my job and everything else. And, uh, so I, but my wife was like on Sunday, she's like, you should probably test. And I tested sure enough. I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I phoned kind of eight one one here and kind of got the lowdown. They're like, you know, what? And they're like, well, you probably go back to work about Thursday long, you know, as long as your symptoms are getting better. And they are, I mean, pretty much the only thing I have now, the only thing I have left and pretty much all that I had after Friday was just occasional. I get into a coughing fit uh, but other than that, nose is not bad. Uh, my lungs, happily, my lungs were never really affected, which was like I'd be able to breathe in deep and everything else. That's always my fear, right? Was with, you know, I started messing with lung shit, right? So that's been okay. So, and I still have my taste and all that. So, uh, my wife's gotten a little worse than I have. I mean, uh, you know, snotty nose and coughing, but she has no taste right now. So, um, but other than that, uh, you know, battling through it. So back to work tomorrow, but, 
See, like a good team, I don't want to leave you guys hanging. See, even even in sickness, I'm here. I'm here for the people. So, and you know who else was here for the people? That's right. Yeah, I got him on the line. List guy Tim made the show. He said he agreed to sit down. We did ten rapid fire questions, and it was great to finally talk to Tim. I mean, we'd always. Uh, you know, converse on social media through direct messages and posts and that type of thing. But this is the first time uh, to, you know, obviously verbally to talk with him. Um, and it was great. Yeah, we uh, talked for a long time and uh, uh, good dude. And, um, and it's always fun. And I mean, and I've always, and I've said this numerous times in this show and, and uh, online and everything else um, since day one. I mean, that was, that was the whole point of this show was, uh, just to, it was the voice, not only of like oh, the fourth line voice of the players, but of uh, f- fellow fight fans. Um, and that's that's what we are. That's what I am. And uh, so when I can meet fellow fans, fight fans, um, that's the whole point of this. So, yeah, and, I, and over the years that I've done this show, I've met numerous and uh, or conversed with and that type of thing. And uh and have that interaction with people and and then you get messages from people that listen to the show and they like you know I always listen to you whatever and I mean and that's that's cool that you can make that connection with people and um yeah and it's great to be able to sit down here in my basement and uh yell and scream about nonsense and uh you know and uh have people listening and uh I think for the most part agreeing and I mean you know not that people agree with everything I say, that's fine. I mean, I live with people that don't agree with everything I say, but, um, but I, I think they recognize just the passion of a fellow fan, uh, fight fan. And, uh, yeah. And, and then we can have that respectful, uh, conversation, whether it be, or, or disagreement, you know, and have that discussion. And I think if we can be respectful about it and I think this guy's better and I think that guy's better or whatever. And, you know, whatever. And I, you know, and it's, uh, so it's been a cool platform to be able to do that. So, um, so once again, it was, uh, like I said, branching out and talking to new people and, uh, and Tim was great to come on, especially after Halloween, took the kids out Halloween and, and uh, you know, and I know it was late there and, uh, I don't think he was feeling any pain and, uh, but he decided he, let's go. And, uh, he was a great, he was a great guest and gave great answers and, and I, and I think you guys will really enjoy, um, the discussion that we had. So, but before we get into that, I have a few things I want to talk about and, um, and, and all that, but, uh, you know, as, as usual, we gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta talk about these characters, you know, it's in the contract. I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta plug a few people here. Uh, of course, as I said, I remember the hockey podcast network There's over a hundred shows in the network. I'm over on the original content creator side with Terry Ryan, Jolton Joe Lazito at the Coliseum Chronicles, Mud Show Alec there at the Five for Fighting podcast. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know Alec, um, you know what? He's been kind of MIA lately. I haven't really talked to Alec all that much here in the last uh, week or so. I hope you know. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know, but uh, I'll have to. I'll have to. After I'm done recording this, I'll have to reach out to him and say, well, you know, ask what's going on. But. Uh, his last episode was actually was opening week, weekend of the East Coast League, and him and Stephen Fournier talked about some of the fight matchups and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'll have to talk to Alec. Um, and then, of course, uh, Joe over there at the Coliseum Chronicles. Um, his his latest uh, episode was, uh, of course, he updated it was a lost episode. He up, re-uploaded his uh, 
and updated as Mick Fakoda. Of course, Mick Fakoda making the big splash with everything, of course, being on Spit and Chiglets lately. Um, you know, and everybody, oh, what a great interview, and he told great stories. Yeah, Joe did that interview like four years ago, and it's a lot better than the Spit and Chiglets one, but, uh, you know, it was cool to see. It's cool to see Mick get that platform and people talking about him and stuff. I laughed at the one guy goes, oh, who's this? Nobody. Okay, the guy played 600 games in the NHL, like, alright, you know. Like I always say, there's always gotta be some hero that's got it, like, okay. You know, just, who's this nobody? Yeah, 600 NHL games later, but we're gonna talk shit. Ridiculous. Anyway. So. But yes, check out Joe's Mick Fakoda interview. It is, uh, I, I have said it is the best player interview on a podcast ever done and it's like four episodes or five episodes and they cover everything so and mix a great storyteller so definitely check it out also if you happen to be on the youtubes check out the fourth line voice youtube channel i have over two thousand fights in the channel every league you can think of is on there uh as well alec has a channel five for fighting podcast as a youtube channel as well as my boy jay in iowa d like the letter D, skunk, like the animal, D, skunk. And it has updated Southern Pro League stuff. Check out the Justin Portillo beating up the two Birmingham Bulls. I yelled about that incident. Oh, the SPHL gave him five games for that. Yeah, five games for winning fights now, I guess. So, good job, SP. Oh, God. So, but he has that video up as well. He's got a lot of the Southern Pro League stuff for the last bunch of years. But before that, he's had the channel for like 10 years. He's got, he's got like old Quad City Flame stuff up there and like old IHL shit, like back, or the UHL, I guess. So yeah, just give the channel a check, check it out, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channels. If you watch a video and you like it, hit the thumbs up button. Like I said, YouTube loves that stuff. It helps in the algorithms. It helps the creator out. Same with the podcast. If you happen to be listening to this podcast or my, mine or anybody's podcast, Please download it. Don't stream it because that's how we get paid. That's how we can follow what's going on. We can get our, our listens. We can, we can see what's happening. Our demographics and our statistics, our analytics, so to speak. But we need you to download it. And um, and rate and please rate and review the show. It, uh, like I said, it's in your hand on your phone. You're hitting play. Right above it's the star rating. Just if you could rate it. That would be great because, again, it helps us out in the algorithms. It helps the creator out. If you enjoy the content that this person is putting out, that's the one little thing that you can do to help them. Give back to them is uh, download it and rate it. That would be tremendous if you could do that. Thank you. That is my PSA. But, ah, uh, uh, yes. Well, I gotta, I'm going to have my kind of have my finger here on, the, uh, on, the, on the, the pause button so you guys don't have to listen to me having my little... My little coughing fits. So, uh, oh, here, there we go. I was pretty quick on that one. Um, yeah, I got this big thing of water just sitting here. Um, all right, let's get through this before we get to rapid fire questions with Tim. Tim and I actually talked for a long time. It's like, I don't know how long, 40 minutes, I think, something like that. So I'm not going to go too long for this. Um, but there was a few things I wanted to talk about. Um, well, I guess I mean, we, we, I, a bunch of guys asked me to, about my thoughts on this and comment on this, and I wasn't going to, um, but, uh, you know, the tragedy over in the UK, um, unfortunately, the Adam Johnson incident uh, when he had his uh, neck sliced with the skate and uh, unfortunately bled out and passed away. Um, 
I'm sure majority of people listening have seen the video. I mean, it's online. If you know, it's making the rounds. Um, a lot of controversy around it. Uh, Matt Petgrave, the uh, individual involved that uh, kicked Johnson. Um, well, okay, we'll put it this: way. there, there has been initially when it happened. You know, obviously it was terrible and everything. And as it went on, and the video kind of went around. People have started to claim that it was deliberate and he should be charged with murder or manslaughter. And, uh, and I, and I kind of read it and I met, I had seen the video initially. It, it wasn't that I, I wanted to study it or any, I, I just, oh, shitty. And then I didn't need to watch it again. I was like, that's just terrible. And then I started a few days later, started reading all these comments and a bunch of them were from some ex NHL players. And, hey, you know, guys who I respect their opinion, and it wasn't just some rando on social media yelling and screaming. It was actual, you know, former players. And it was like, oh, boy, all right. So I'm like, well, maybe I should go back and check this video again. And I was talking to my brother about it. And, of course, as I, uh, for those that don't know, he's a former junior college player. Um, and I respect his opinion on the game, obviously. He played at an elite level. Um, you know, and I asked him, I'm like, yeah, what do you think of this? I didn't tell him anything I thought. I just said it to him. I said, well, what do you think? And you let me know. And, um, yeah, it's, it's one, it's, uh, I just, my only comment, I showed my wife and she was just like, I, she's just, I don't know. That's, it's pretty fucky. We'll put it that way. And, um, you know, and, and it's hard to wrap your head around the idea that, oh, he meant to do that. Wow. You know, I, I, like I said, I've been watching hockey my entire, you know, almost 50 years on this, on this earth. And I've never seen anyone do that, attempt to do that. Um, so the idea that he set out to do that is, I, I don't buy that. Um, did he get mad? And I, I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not going to, I guess I'm, I'm not going to speculate as I'm sitting here speculating. I'm not going to throw, I can't sit here and say, oh no, he meant to do it. At the same time, I will be honest, I, I don't know what was going on there. I'm Obviously no one does. We don't know what's in the heart of man, right? Um, so, maybe he lost balance, but I don't know. You watch the video again, it's like, uh, it's just kind of, it's like, what? It's just, you watch it, it's almost like, yeah, after you you watch it a couple times and you start to think, it's like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. And it's just, you know, um, you know, but the only thing that kind of, well, the, the thing that irritated me, of course, now everybody jumps in on it and everyone's got a comment about it and everything else. And of course, you're going to get the goose that sensationalized everything and YouTube, oh, murder on ice and all this clickbait horse shit that that social media is all about but um matt petgrave um played at the university of new brunswick he played four years at the university hockey and there was i just saw an article from the new, uh, new brunswick paper talking about they had talked to a former oh, a friend and a former teammate at petgrave and he just said well he's not like well and that this is kind of oh he's not like that well i've never met anybody that would be like that like what do you mean like you know, and then it's like, well, yeah, well, he's not a goon or an enforcer. I, what, what does that mean? I don't, like, it was just the way it was worded. Like, somehow a goon, that's what a goon or an enforcer would do? Like, what? Like, no one does that. Like, it was, it was just a really poorly written article with just, 
it, it just it irritated me on and I sent a comment to the the art the uh the author just with their their stupid use of words and just like you know like oh he's not that type of player he's not an enforcer or a goon it's like what do you talk like are you, so yeah if it had been Bob Probert or Tony Twist I, I mean they'd do it because they're psychos like what like s- stop just stop like that's just stupid. Like, I, I, like, well, you know, he has led a bunch of his leagues in penalty minutes. It's like, no, he hasn't. Like, you know, oh, and he has been suspended for this. And, like, they're, they're trying to make it out like, you know, oh, well, you know, if you lead in penalty minutes, this is, you know, this is the kind of thing you do. Like, it, it was just, I didn't like the way the article was written. And I'm sure there's many more like that, but it was just, this one I just happened to see it because I, um, I wanted to actually make sure I got the guy's names all right. Like, I mean, I knew Adam Johnson. I wanted to make sure I got Matt Peck. Because, again, I don't watch high. I don't know these people. So, it's like I wanted to make sure I had the name right. And, and I wanted to get his background on things. And then it was like the first article I saw was this. And it was like, oh, he's not known as a goon. Or he's not known as an enforcer was the title. And I'm just like, what is this? Like, what does that mean? And then I read it. And I was oh, like, ugh. Just the stupidity of the article was poor, so poorly written. Just a poor choice of words. Um, but anyway, um, I guess I'm not really... Well, I mean, I'm bringing the topic up. I'm not really addressing it or giving my thoughts on it. Because I, I, to be completely honest, like I said, I have no thought on it. Like, I just... I can't put my head... I, I'm not going to pretend to know what uh, he was thinking. Because no one does. Um it's a very, I, I will be completely honest, it's a very suspicious looking video, like, I don't know, I truly don't know what he was thinking, like, I don't know, if sticking your leg out, like, I don't know what your end result was going to be, like, just meaning, like, as he's cutting the word, like, what, what did you think, what, like, what was your attempt to do, like, lifting up your leg, an attempt to do what? is my point. Like, I don't know, like, I've never, like I said, I've never seen anyone do that. So I, I don't know what, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And I don't, and I, I think all your, all the speculation in the world and everybody talking, no one knows. And, you know, I mean, he's played a thousand, thousands of hockey games in his life. Today's the day he decides, oh, I'm going to, super kick someone in the neck well no like just come on so it's like so the point becomes it's like okay what exactly happened there and you know and i and i think um obviously now i don't know if they do a deeper research into if there's a history with these two it's something happened earlier in the game I have no idea. I'm not going to speculate. I haven't read it. I haven't read anybody's thoughts on this. I mean, I see tweets from like former players mentioning it, but I have not dove into this whole thing and read everybody's thing. And I don't, it's not, you know, I, it's not, I don't, I'm not trying to sound callous. Like I don't care, but it's like, I don't, well, I don't care what other people's opinions are. Like I don't care what Nottingham fans opinions are or, uh, whatever team Johnson, but like, I don't, I don't care what their opinions are. So, um, I'm not going to get into all of it and read and, and, you know, I just, I'm going to stay respectfully out, out of this and, uh, with my feelings. Like, I don't, I, like I said, I don't have any. I just, yes, does it look suspicious? Yes. But I am not about to lay claim that he meant to or he didn't mean to or I'm just, I'm sitting on the fence on this because I have no, 
I, I have no idea. It's, it's, can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I guess I'll put it that way. I'm not trying to be some bitch and be Teflon and slide out of this and not give you an answer, but it's just, I can't wrap my head around it. And I don't know the participants in this. I don't know any backstories, which I think you definitely need. Obviously you need that. Everything, everything incident needs context. And just by watching a video clip, there is no context to that. So, uh, which in the, uh, clearly we're not just talking a minor penalty here. Like clearly you need to search for the context, talk to the people involved or the person involved and the round of the situation. And then from there, obviously draw your conclusions, which obviously is something I'm not able to do. So I am not going to sit here definitively and bang my fist on the table and hand out podcast justice or anything. So all I know at the end of the day, a young man lost his life. It's very tragic. Uh, rest in peace, Adam Johnson. I feel terrible for his friends and family. And, um, yeah, it's very sad. Um, course now with that becomes the knee-jerk reaction that all all hockey leagues should have neck guards and on and on and on um youth for sure um once you get to the pro level i'm i am of the opinion that uh they're grown adults and they should be able to choose what they want to do much like with visors although it's too late with visors but i said the same thing with visors uh you should decide if you want to wear one or not you're a grown adult and um you're free to make your own decisions. So there we go. But I just laugh at all these people that just are chiming in and they should do it. And I said to the one, like the one guy's argue, well, he wasn't arguing with me, but I just said, well, why do you care? It has nothing to do with your life. So I don't know what, why you should, because you like somebody said, well, that's great. The people that people that don't watch or play having it, we're listening to their opinion. So yeah. Now again, you know, uh, now should you younger kids as much when you're a youth playing hockey, as much safety gear as possible should be worn. Of course, junior hockey. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, the Western league was the only one that didn't have neck guards and apparently they're going to them now. So, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, after that, once you get to an adult 18 and over into pro hockey, um, I would leave it up to the players to make that decision. So that's just me, but that's probably not going to happen. So, we will see. But anyway, terrible tragedy and, uh, yeah. But, uh, moving on from that, while on a happier note, um, well, Tim and I briefly talked about this, but on a, uh, congratulations are in order to Dennis Bonvi, who has been elected to the AHL Hockey Hall of Fame class of 2024. Dennis the Menace, uh, the all-time penalty minute leader, uh, played forever in the American League, um, and, was an entertainer and um, earned it, and it's. I'm very happy that the AHL did that. I mean, they obviously it's well statistically clearly he's not out. You know, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer, but um, they looked beyond that and saw his his value, the, the value he brought to the league, uh, his dedication, and. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, he fought, whatever, but I mean, it was a drawn card, and everybody knew him, and, uh, and I think, and I, and I, and I know for a fact, when Wilkesbury was a new franchise, um, they brought him in, and he was a real, int- he was a real integral part of that initial wave of popularity in the area, and he was a drawing card, and, uh, he wasn't Cape Breton, he wasn't everywhere he went, 
And, uh, yeah. So, and he's had success in the NHL level, uh, as a scout. I believe, isn't he the head of scouting for the Bruins, I believe? And, um, tremendous. Good guy. Um, I've conversed with him a few times and I've gotten some autographed stuff from him. And, uh, yeah, I'm down with Dennis Bondby. He's one of my favorites and congratulations. That's, that's cool as shit. So. Well, and one last thing I wanted to bring up, of course, uh, it was funny. I saw this on a website. Somebody had put, um, it, it was an excerpt from Bobby Orr's book and, um, it's sort of, it was, it was fitting. Of course, over the last couple of weeks, I've talked on here about my Ovechkin fanboys have just, uh, have put my notifications under siege. Uh, when I commented on Ovechkin spearing Frederick in the balls, and I said how gutless it was, and then I had all the fanboys tell me I was clueless and I didn't know what I was talking about, and I basically said, well, Ovechkin's been gutless his whole career, and you can go back and listen to my episode, I talk about it, my, I made my statement, and I, you know, obviously a Hall of Fame player and all that, that's not, that has nothing to do with what this I'm talking about, but I said he's made a career out of running around, running guys, yes, he's physical, but he's, he's, it's not borderline. He is, he is, he's had numerous greasy hits and plays, been suspended multiple times, this spear in the balls, et cetera, et cetera. He has a grand total of three fights in his career. And I said, well, he's lived in consequence free hockey and this is the result of it. And meanwhile, I got told I was a dummy and didn't know what I was talking about and okay, idiot and everything else. I'm going to read this, I'm going to read this excerpt from Bobby Orr's book and here we go. I believe that especially at the pro level, you need to be held accountable for your actions. And the threat of a fight can accomplish that. The truth is you can't pull the gloves off certain players if a fight was in their future. Yet many of those same players in the modern game take liberties with others simply because they can. This is not right and players should not be allowed to have it both ways. Which leads me to the notion of what is commonly referred to as the enforcer. Thank you, Mr. Orr. I love that one. Sees the same players in the modern game take liberties with others simply because they can't. Gee, is there a fucking echo in here? What did I say two, three weeks ago? What have I said on this show for years? But I'm an idiot because I don't know anything. According to ex-players out there and everything, I'm a dummy and I don't know. Meanwhile, one of the great, the great, if not the greatest hockey player of all time, backs up what I just said. So, thank you, Mister Orr. And, uh, who had, I, be- I believe, 50-some uh, fights in his career. So, Bobby Orr could fight, but apparently Ovechkin's too good and shouldn't bother. So, okay. You know, but what do I know? I'm just some fanboy dummy that's living vicariously through people, I guess. So, anyway. I, I, I saw that by Instigators Hockey had posted that, and I found that rather interesting. But, uh, hey, there we go. Anyway. How about enough of my yap? I don't, for, you know, for COVID, I don't sound too bad, eh? Like, it's not too bad. Then the, mo- the moment I say that, I end up having to hit pause because I get into a coughing fit. But <laughs> anyway, I'm getting out of here. Enough of my yapping. But uh, first, obviously, we got to do a few, uh, we got to do some sponsors and, um, you know, got to pay some bills. And then here we are, the moment of truth. Yes. I want to thank Tim again for coming on the show. And uh, and I said it at the end of the I, when I was talking to him and I meant it. And um, I'll say it again uh, to Tim and, and to all you guys. Uh, Matt out there, who I was talking to last night, down in the holler, you know, and uh, Bad Back Charlie, hey, get back to me, man. And, uh, and all you guys, uh, seriously, I want to thank everybody that takes the time to listen 
to uh, add feedback about episodes, have show ideas, um, promote it. As I always said, with a lot with, with this show, it's it's your guys' show, and uh, you know, I mean, I put it out on social media every day and the links to everything. But hey, if you guys know an old school, like we talk about the old fried chicken days, the old fried school, the uh, high school, the yeah, easy for you to say, the old fried chicken members, the old hockey fights members on the from the message board days. I mean, a lot of those guys probably aren't social media dudes, you know, they're, they're, they're not on the gram, so to speak. Um, maybe get, if you're still in contact with him, get a hold of him. Say, yeah, there's this idiot in Saskatchewan that, uh, he, he has a old school fight talk on his show. It's, I always say it's audio fight board message, mess, fight, hockey fight message board in audio form there. That's what I'm trying to say. Spit it out. Um, so yeah, at any time you guys, um, if you could promote it, that'd be great and pass the word on and let's get more people listening and, and Hey, and more people participating. If you want to come on the show, let me know. And like I said, this is what it's all about to meet fellow fans and, 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 uh, hear your guys's, um, your story of fandom and how you got started and, uh, and who your favorites are and who you don't like and et cetera, et cetera. And I think, uh, I think people enjoy hearing that. Like it, it's familiarity, like, right. It's like, it's like listen to the boys, right? So that's so what I would say with the show. I mean, like I said, I've I've laughed about it because I've been called non. Oh, you're not very professional. <laughs> yeah, well, no shit. Like, really, I, I didn't realize I was supposed to be. Um, I've always strived for this show to sound like guys in the basement when the game's on, sitting around drinking beer, or sitting out on the deck having a barbecue, and you're talking about the old days. Oh, remember when? That's what this show, and basically you just turn a microphone on and, and record that conversation. That's what I want this show to be. I, I've never tried to stray from that and try to make it sound like, oh, this is, this is like, it's going to be like Sportsnet or something like what? Like, no. Um, you know, um, I, I try to keep it professional in the sense when I'm interviewing players and stuff that I know their career and I do the research and I take that, I take that seriously. I'm not here to waste people's time, and especially if they're going to come on my show and, and do an interview. I'm not going to waste their time by being a clueless putz. Um, so no, I've, I've always, I'll put in the time in that sense for sure. But um, just in terms of what I do, like this episode or just what my normal shows are talking to you guys, I want a real comfortable feeling and I want it to sound like friends. That's kind of what I I'm hope I strive for anyway. So I hope that's how it comes across. But uh and that's like when I have Tim on and guys like that, it's like, it's that friends conversation. Like you're drinking beers, watching a game or watching a fight tape. And it's like, Oh, remember that one? Or remember this? Or, Oh, I was there that night, blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, and I think people listening can relate to that because we all have the, you know, our buddies that we grew up with playing with and all that stuff. And it's like, you, everyone's had these conversations, right? Not just about I go football or baseball. Who's the best. And you know, some guy says mantle and somebody else says, a rod or whatever. I don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. And you have that argument and, you know, or who's the best quote, Montana, Marino, you know, Brady, you know, and we've all had those conversations and those arguments in the, uh, in the living room. And that's kind of what I wanted to come and do with this show. That's always what I've strived to do. So I hope it comes across that way. But, uh, anyway, blah, 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 I'm yapping. It's probably been, been, I've been holed up for the last few days. I need to, I need to vent out here, but, uh, Anyway, I have some, uh, we gotta, we keep the lights on with some sponsorships and then we're gonna get into talking with Tim here. Hope you guys enjoy it and, uh, yeah, we will, uh, talk to you guys on Sunday. Thanks everybody.
And now, here's a word from our sponsor. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resorts in Kansas City, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, here we are on the fourth line voice. Oh, the long-awaited. We, I finally get him on the phone. You've heard me, you folks have heard me talk about him numerous times on this show. I refer to him as List Guy Tim. Tim is on the line out in New Jersey, oh. man. How are you doing tonight? Hello, everybody. That's great. It's a funny thing about the list because you called me List Guy when I actually uh, the answer I gave to one of your questions was about a new. Uh, topic or segment on your show i said well at least it's not another fucking list or whatever and you made me list guys since then and like uh, yeah it's it just it's funny every time they come up it's just like oh list guy tim list guy tim i'm like mm. yeah and i referred Very to well. you as, as list guy tim on social media tonight and i had like lazino and a bunch of them yeah they said i'll tell tim to list his 10 most his favorite lists oh we were doing lots of oh yeah yeah yeah, unfortunately, I would. Yeah, I haven't looked at, or maybe it's actually fortunately, I didn't look at any social media earlier this evening because we were out trick or treating with my uh, with my children today. Yeah, I was, I was just telling you before we got going. Yeah, I, we uh, the wife and I both have COVID, so we weren't going to stand there and hand anything out. So basically, we just took like boxes of chips and like put them on right, the front right. stairs and like just put a sign, please take one. And we had like the doorbell camera, right? So we could see everybody coming up. Yeah. I will say out of like about 110 kids, only three of them took two. And and for some reason, the one kid took two and then gave the doorbell camera the finger. So, <laughs> all right. But other than that, Maybe the, that everybody kid, took that one. knew you, I guess. Maybe. That kid knew you, I guess. Yeah. I don't He might have, Yeah. So I told Lisa, I said, take a screenshot of that. Let's put them on the town Facebook page and we'll shame them or something. But she, she said not to. But I was yeah. like, all right. But uh, no, other than that, 110 kids or whatever, by 7 o'clock, we were out of chips. And I was like, well, that's it. Lights off. So we're done. Yep. So. Yeah, very good. We, uh, yeah, we, we were running around until, I mean, at least 8 o'clock tonight. And then uh, it just took all of an hour to get a block and a half, I think, back to where we started out. Just stopping at people's houses and stuff like that. It's just, uh, it became adult Halloween, I think, after a while. 
Well, as you say, you, had, you said you had a guy in there with a keg and stuff. I mean, that's you guys do Halloween right out there. I'll tell you. Yeah, I think that's the one good thing about New Jersey right now. There you go. It's too cold around here. Everybody just wants to get inside. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's funny when you see like the little kids trick or treating, and like the parents are standing out on the sidewalk, just like in jackets and toques and everything. Just you know, just miserable as shit, right? Like just yeah. let's go, you know. So. That's always kind of funny. Yeah. I, I told you before, I was in my friend's truck the whole time. We were pulling around a trailer through the neighborhood. So anytime I needed heat, it, I just needed to go right back in there. Because yeah. it is it is cold for us this time of year. Yeah. Right now, but yeah, well, that's like always I said, like... I don't know your, yeah, I don't know your crazy Celsius and stuff like that. So I, I don't know if we'll understand each other. We're uh, we're talking different languages. So that well, it, it's it's about minus three right now. Minus four. It's minus four. Okay. So it's like uh, yeah. So that's why we say that's it, cold. like so you're probably in the twenties over here. Yeah. So it, like everyone in Saskatchewan, it's like when you're doing Halloween costumes, it's like okay, what fits with a jacket with a winter jacket? All like like, like Chewbacca. It's yeah. Like Hundred Chewbaccas come to your house or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Tim, uh, so uh, we're going to have you on here to do the 10 rapid-fire questions. And I know you've obviously listened to the show and you, you know, you know. What I this... probably know some of them, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not that original. So, I, I mean, I got a couple, I think I have a couple different ones for you. But I got some of the same. But, I mean, you know, the answers, of course, are always, like for the listeners, the answers are always different from guest to guest. And then from there you kind of riff off whatever their answer is if the shows do end up being somewhat different so um yeah but uh oh i was supposed to ask you i had a a cat on here back in the day i was telling him i was about to have you on and he said were you an old uh old tape trader tape buyer who did you buy your tapes from you want to know was it like from beaver or cummer or vavonia i usually i mean i've usually like uh i i got into it when it was uh, the tape trading board said, oh, you can't buy and this and that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I traded with a lot of uh, a lot of folks. I'm sure I probably traded with you back in the day. Yeah. But um, I know, like, your boy out there in Vancouver, I got the stuff from him. Um, oh, Chris? Chris? I've, I, yep. I have, no, and then Chris, I mean, I was talking Tony, I think. Out oh, there, right? Tony. Oh, Jesus, Tony. Don't, yeah, let, let's not give him any publicity. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chris, <laughs> uh, in Buffalo, I got stuff off of him. Yeah. For a while. I went back and forth with, um, History of Hockey Fights, um, yep. Dave. Yep. Like I used to get, um, I used to give him flyer stuff, um, from just my masters getting it off the TV and would send that to him and I would get all of his assorted tapes. Um, Throughout the throughout the years and stuff, and that was great. What was your name on FC? Um, I was uh, Mick Thirty Two. Oh, that was you. And I, I... won. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to be uh, Chief Thirty Two, but somebody got it before me, and I was Mick on a different message board or whatever. So I just used that instead with um, Baruby's number at the time, I think, or something. Something like that. I don't. I, there was nothing behind the name, like. Uh, it was funny. Somebody asked me, "Oh, did you come up with your name because of the uh, the thirty two uh, provinces in Ireland uh, to create one?" I'm like, uh, 
No, but that's a much better story than what I had of how I came up with my name. <laughs> that's that's from from here on out. That's why or how I came up with my name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that, that it's a hundred percent why I came up with it. Yeah, there you but go. I mean, yeah, I was on FC. I was on um, HockeyFights.com. Yeah, and um, that's pretty much where I accumulated all of my tapes and things like that through there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, mm. tons of trading back then. There we go. Well, there you go, Matt. There's your answer. So maybe you traded with them as well. Um, so there you go. Uh, well, let's get into this. I'm curious to see what your okay, answers sir. are, and we're gonna we're gonna see what happens here. Um, all right. Well, I mean, you know, the first couple here, you know, some feeling out questions or some softballs here. Favorite sure. enforcer of all time. My. Favorite enforcer, probably because of the age that I was and this and that, was uh, you mentioned him earlier when we were talking to Stan Kordick. Um, just because that was in my early 20s, I was going out to watch all the games, and I felt like he fought everybody yeah. in the league, and he could go with both hands. He was big, and I mean, he took his losses, but he also um, he also got a lot of wins and in there off of people that you wouldn't think that he would have. And looking back on it, like, uh, like he beat Brashear. I thought he won the fight with uh Coaster when Coaster was with the Rangers. Um, and there were a couple other ones, but I mean, those two were the two that like stick out of my mind right now. I mean, that's definitely, he knew his, um, he knew his job and he, he, he did it with that team. And then, I mean, the Flyers always had a tough team, but, um, I felt like that one was like a little a little better when they had him with uh, Lacroix on the line and uh, Scott Daniels and stuff like that. I mean, they, they had a lot of guys that would fight back then, and he was the one that stood out to me at that time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting with Cordic. You know, he had the couple. You know, he got called up there and the, you know, played about half a season right. or so, and then. You know, back to the minors for like a year and a bit, and then uh, or for for a couple years, and then he has like the two full seasons with Philly, right, right, and then and then what, it's over, seven and ninety eight or whatever. yeah, yeah, and then it was done, and, and I would I would have thought that that he would have um, caught on with somebody else at that point when, uh, I mean, Philly sent him uh, back down to the Phantoms, like the early Phantoms team or something like that, and um, I I thought he would have caught on with somebody just because of the. Um, the era that that was where everybody had yeah. four guys that would fight and he, he didn't, it didn't seem like he really killed you out there playing either. Like he played solid enough. I mean, and I, I don't know. I thought he probably would have, um, I thought he probably would have, uh, would have caught on with somebody else. He just never played anywhere else. No, like I was just looking at his thing, right? 98, 99, he plays the two games with the Liars. They send him down to, well, he goes to the IHL with Grand Rapids, and he's down with the Phantoms right. for like nine games, and that's it. Right. He plays like and one he, playoff he's game. He did, yeah, he played yeah. one playoff game and then retired. And it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if he got hurt, nagging injuries, just lost the passion. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I, I haven't really even like seen him around, like answering any questions and stuff like that. It was just like he was there and then he was gone. It was yeah, it was very, it was very quick. Yeah, but, and he was back then, like right before the turn of the century. I guess. Wow, look at me. Um, he was a uh, he. He was just uh, my favorite guy then, and uh, yeah, and he just was gone. It sucked. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, 
it was uh yeah and then uh, you know in the last couple of years he's been an assistant coach in the western league and then he was in he yeah. lives in edmonton and he was helping out with the alberta golden bears the collegiate uh, men's team and uh i believe he still is but other than that keeps a low profile he's not on social media and uh right. Unfortunately, folks, will not do a podcast. I've asked, but he won't put it this way. He won't do mine, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I've been asking, I've been asking you for that. I think for like five, six years. Yeah, well, I ran into him at Ice Wars <laughs> yeah. when he was the judge. I talked to him for a little while and invited him on the show, and he kind of, well, yeah. you know, we'll see. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. he never really got back to me. But I did ask him who his toughest fight of all time was, and he said Jerry Fleming in the American Hockey League. So there you go. But uh, okay. yeah, it would be yeah. very. It would be Jerry Fleming's a bad motherfucker. So I could understand. I could understand that. So, but uh, he was very nice when I met him at Ice Wars. Chris Darian introduced us. He was very cool. I stood talking yeah. for about ten minutes. But uh, yeah, could tell he was a little uncomfortable with the whole podcasting idea, and uh, and that's cool. I get it. Pretty private. And Therian's yeah, even said yeah, he's I mean, a pretty yeah, private. Yeah, you dude. can't blame him. You can't no, blame him. he said he's a pretty private guy to begin with. So he goes, yeah, they're probably gonna happen. Yeah. So. But I had to ask, right? Because you never know. No, of course. Because, yeah, like, you, like yourself, I was a big fan of Dan Corder and his brother as well. So, well, we did the favorite. So now we got to do the most hated. Who's your most hated enforcer? Um, for the Flyers or for the, anybody? Anybody. Or you can do both. Uh, for the Flyers, too. Why not? We'll do that. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're doing double, double duty here. Most hated Flyer enforcer and then most hated enforcer. And I mean, I mean yeah, and I right? should say, like I always say, hate it's such a loaded question. I mean, I don't know if we really anybody hates anybody, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I, I really, um, I don't know. I, I, I disliked probably like Peter Worrell back in the day. I mean, that's not a, a name you're going to hear a lot, or that I've heard anybody else say on your show. But it was just like I, I don't know. I just uh, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like his style that much, and. Uh, I'm not sure. I always thought he um, kind of got the better of um, the fights, at least in Philly and stuff like that. that I saw him with like, but he didn't really do a lot. I felt like he was said uh, like wrestled a lot, and, like used his size on people and this and that. I it just yeah, it didn't. Um, and I saw him quite a bit, like especially like even before I got the, uh, the center ice package or stuff like that, and was watching all those games back in the back in the day but I mean I saw him quite a bit like in Philly and stuff like that and I was just kind of like uh, I don't know I, 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 not a lot of excitement to me uh, behind him well I, I, it's funny you say Worrell because I can remember him the first time I ever saw him was in the Memorial Cup in junior and he was playing with the well, whole okay. team in Quebec and uh, uh, actually I think they won it that year but oh he was just a bunch of fights with Lethbridge and all that but they were he was just annoying he had this like I don't know what he did. He was doing the hand dusting thing, and he was real, just really arrogant and cocky. And I'm like, who is this fucking clown? But he was so yeah. There was bit. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, which at the time I don't know why it irritated. For some reason, he just he irritated me at the time doing it. Um, but he was definitely dominant back then for sure. I mean that size yeah. and everything else in junior. It's like holy shit. But I mean, you talk about well, and then Lethbridge has got Purington. So we got Purington and Morrell going at it. I mean, as it, it well, you're, uh-huh. a, you're a wrestling fan. I mean, you talk about a heel program yeah. right there, right? Like, you yeah, know, right. who are we going to hate more out of these two? But actually, I like Purington. Purington was a fucking awesome in junior. But um, yeah, so I was I was never a Warrell guy right from the word go. But so I can I can get what you're saying about Warrell. 
but uh, yeah, no, yeah. What else? Were, oh, no, your no, your hated flyer. I'm cutting you off here. Sorry. Oh shit! The hated flyer for me. I don't. I. Um. And you had him on your podcast uh, too, and I thought he was really good on there. But uh, Roman Vopat, like, just he was brought in to be the the new tough guy, and I look back i said i don't think he's much of a tough guy this is uh no it, it, i said this is crazy but this this is the guy i mean when i mean when you when you think about it since i was a kid it's like um like this team had that like had bob kelly ben wilson uh through to day brown and baruby and all these guys and now roman vopat was their tough guy and i was just like like what am i even looking at right now yeah, well, that, and that's kind of yeah. And I mean, if that's that's kind of unfair to him too, right? Because I mean, no, I mean, no, he he himself wouldn't that. even call himself a fighter, right? Like, no, I, I get that. Yeah, and yeah. I, and, and like I said, and I listened to him on your on your podcast, and I'm like, wow, this is like, this is a great episode. The guy is it was telling stories and then whatever he just like had command of the microphone to me, and it's not. I'm like, he seems like a really good guy, and then. I'm like, why did I hate this guy so much when he was here? But it wasn't even him. It's not his fault that it was like him and Luke Richardson, I think, on that team or whoever it was. It, 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 it's, it's not. I mean, but still it was like, oh, this is our tough guy. He's probably the 30th-ranked guy in the league if you uh, look at it. And I'm, I'm, I wasn't used to that at that time. Well, especially in Philly, yeah, like for sure, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think Bopat – Probably actually probably would have helped this case more if he actually had fought a little more because he wasn't a bad fight. He wasn't a heavyweight by any means, but I mean, oh, he, could, he could be the yeah. mucker grinder guy, right? And he he wasn't a bad fighter when he decided, like, if he stayed in his weight class, then he'd be okay. Right, of course. You know, yeah. I mean, well, he'd be a fucking killer now if he played, which is the funny thing. But, uh, um, well, right. you know, uh, yeah, and it was funny, even when you mentioned Richardson. Like, all the years I remember Richardson playing for Toronto, he was always a big hitter, physical guy. He'd fight now yeah. and again. But it seemed like when he got to, like, Philly, he fought a lot more. Like, he started... Yeah. And unless I'm up my ass, fought, but did he not? Yeah, I think it was, like... I think the most he ever had in a year was, like, 13. But it was always, like... He would take on anybody, though. Mm-hmm. It was just that... Yeah, he really, like, never did that as much. I mean, he fought, I think, Coaster when he was in Toronto and stuff like that, but, I mean, I don't think he had much of a choice as to whether he was going to fight at that time with him, but it's just, um, I, yeah, he came to Philly, and I, I really I really liked what he did for, for them on the back line, just being, like, the second or third guy for the team, and he, he took on a lot of uh, tough guys, I think, when he was here in Philly, too, and, and, and you're, I think you're 100% right. I mean, he took a step up when he came here. Yeah, I was always a Richardson guy. I liked him. Even he, like, he was always a physical guy. and Yeah, he's yeah. kind of like, um, I don't know, Scott Stevens light, kind of, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I think he actually, later on, <laughs> oh, COVID's kicking in. Um, I was going to say, when I, later on, he, uh, I don't know if he became a better fighter than Stevens. Probably. I, he fought, I mean, he definitely fought more than Stevens did at that point. But, yeah, um, like more wide open anyway. He'd swing. Yeah. Yeah, whereas Steve, oh, Stevens would have younger, but I think I think Richardson became the better fighter afterwards. But, 
It was weird. As, right. yeah, as Stevens got older, true. he got worse at fighting, and as Richardson got older, yeah. he got better at it, which was kind of strange. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. Though. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, good answers. Interesting names. Look at you. Holy Tim's. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, number three. Who have you done a one eighty on? It was. Um... I mean, and everybody says it, but Brashear, like, um, and not even because he came came to the Flyers. When he came to the Flyers, I didn't like him so much at that point, only because of um, his uh, career before that. I was just kind of like, and I think I was caught in, like, the hive mind or whatever of, oh, Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear. Yep. But um, the more I go back and watch him, I mean, he, I mean, there's something to that. He would pull the guys in close and this and that, but I mean, he could definitely, um, he could definitely hurt you with that left hand. And, and, uh, I mean, he, th- there aren't too many people after he moved to Vancouver that, um, that could say they beat him. I mean, at the end of his career, Belak did. I know that. I know, um, Dan Cordick got him one time, and that's like people go back and forth on that. But Dan Cordick cut him on uh, New Year's Eve back in, I think, 98 or something like that. And um, I'm trying to think that there aren't a lot. I mean, LaRock, I'm sure, beat him one of their seven or eight fights or whatever it was. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, I can't really go back and find too many people. <laughs> no. I mean, out, outside of Montreal. And Montreal, when he first came up, yeah, and he got lumped. He got lumped up a little bit, but I mean, I feel like everybody does at the very beginning. Yeah, and um, and but <coughs> now when I look back on it, I'm like, like I enjoy his fights more and this and that. I never really uh, and and I get the the Homer argument and this and that. Well, he came to Philly, but I never really liked him when he was here, and I was just like, ah, oh my god, I can't believe we have Rashier as our. Uh, tough guy because for the past five years or whatever it was like everybody's like oh huggy bear oh this is bullshit and blah 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 and i i just can't um i, I don't know i look back and I'm, i watch his fights and i'm like well he didn't hug there he didn't hug here he didn't and i mean he had a he had a very dangerous left hand and i mean he was uh i mean i don't think anyone in his era you could uh rank above him essentially no, not really. I mean, LaRock maybe, but maybe I mean, that maybe. is that's one A one B. I mean, you know, I mean it's yeah. I mean that's the thing with with Brashear. I mean, like I said, I'm not a Brash. I've said it a million times in the show. I'm not a Brashear. Yeah, but I mean, fuck. I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the. Oh, he sucked. Well, he didn't though. Like, I mean, you can hate him all yeah. you want, but he didn't suck. Stop saying he sucked because he didn't. You know, and then oh, to prove their point, yeah, they show some clip from Montreal. Oh, okay, or the right, the Belak right. fight. Okay, well, you, it's either you're showing him as a rookie or as a 38 year old. Okay, right, exactly. What, what about the 15 years in between? Yeah, you're not bringing up any of that shit though. Like, yeah, from his Vancouver to Philly days or Washington, you're not saying anything. Like, right. uh, yeah, it's because he you can count on one hand how many losses he had, you know. And I mean, he certainly fought his fight and. Uh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and, I, and I, I get that argument, but yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, uh, honestly, like I 
saw that fight that he had last week, and I was like, well, I mean, not a lot happened, but I mean, he, he's 51, or like, he's yeah. as old as I am. Yeah. And he, he's sitting there fighting Derek Parker, who is, uh, I don't care how old he is, he's still a, a, he's 40, a an animal. He's 43. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but he's, dude, he's still a fucking animal, and the two of yeah. them, um, I mean, the two of them had what, I mean, better than 75% of the fights we'll see today. And, well, yeah, and I, I laughed yeah. when that, that clip was up and the people are, oh, that kind of sucked. I'm like, well, like, were you, were you expecting fucking Tasker Sen? I mean, Jesus, yeah, they're exactly. 51 and 43 years old. Like, come on now. You know, um, <laughs> I, you know, but it's, if it's an opportunity to shit on Brashear, people are going to take it. And like no, I said, hey, I, I mean, I get it, you know, whatever. But yeah. like I said, this idea that he he sucked is like, I, I actually, I think though, as as the groups have gone on and old Rob there keeps just drilling it into people with his video clips right. and everything else, yeah. it's like, yeah. I think a lot of attitudes have changed towards Brashear. Yeah. I think there's starting to be a little more grudging, or, or grudging respect anyway to him. You no, know? no, 100%, 100%. I'm, I'm with you on that. No doubt. Yeah. Well, there we go, Brashear. Yeah, I th- I think that question, the 180, I think that's been, I think every person has said Brashear that I've asked that to. You, yeah, you, you might be right. I yeah. just, did, yeah, and I, but I, I can't think of somebody that I did more of a 180 on than him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it's like Brashear or like Nylon. That, that'd be like my two, right, my yeah. two answers, you know. Um, well, here we go. Number four. Yeah. Best fight you've seen live. Okay, you set me up on this one. Um, yep. I actually just asked Dave uh, from Michigan, uh, History of Hockey Fights, to, uh, if he still had this, because um, the only time I've seen this on tape at all was uh, on one of his preseason tapes. It was maybe like a five-second clip of the fight. And this day, this day, I'm sorry, I'm you know, in the story time mode right now, but we... Um, my my buddy and I, who used to post on FC, was uh, John. It was Dave H8 was his name on the board. Mm-hmm. We decided that we were going to go to the Flyers preseason game. Um, it's probably like early 2000s, like 2001 or something like that. And um, we we decided we were going to go to the Flyers preseason game, figuring that at that point they would be playing a lot of Phantoms players and stuff like that. And they always had five or six guys that fought on the Phantoms and we would see fights down in Philly and then we we're going to drive up to Wilkes-Barre and see a preseason game with the uh, Devils and the, and the uh, Penguins. But at the Philly game, nothing happened. Like it was just zero. And it's like, Oh, this is, this is terrible. And then we didn't think that that between um, the Devils and Penguins that we thought there'd be less of a chance. That there would be fireworks and whatever in that game. But we went up anyway, and we were going to stay over and go to the bar afterwards and this and that. But we're like, okay, we'll go to the game. And then a fight breaks out between um, McKenzie and Dennis Bonvey. And they they got into this fight, and it looked like both of them had three hands. The way they were, they were just going on and on for probably about 45 seconds, uh, maybe a minute, or maybe it wasn't even that long, but it felt that way because we were watching it. And it was just like, um, looking at this, like holy shit! Like both of these guys are great, and uh, and they were just they, just unloading on each other the whole time in a preseason game in front of 
probably 500 people, a thousand people or whatever. And I, it was just, it was the, the greatest thing I ever saw live. And it was, yeah, it was, it was nuts. And I mean, looking back on it, it probably shouldn't have been that much of a surprise when it was Bonvi and McKenzie in the fight. But I mean, both of them, both hands and this and that, just like beating the holy hell out of each other. It was, it was, it was just awesome. And there's not more than five seconds of it on tape anywhere. And it's, it's awful. And I, I wish that, uh, it was in this day and age when everybody had an iPhone in their hand and this and that, so they could, uh, get a high definition like video of the shit. And it was, yeah, I, I, I just, that, that was like, I was in awe after seeing that fight. It was crazy to the two of those guys. Oh, that's two beauties right there. And, uh, and speaking of which, congratulations to Dennis Bonvi. He has been elected. Yes. I saw that came up today. He has been elected to the American Hockey League Hall of Fame. So, I was going to bring that up if you didn't. Yeah, I, so that, I just saw that before. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome that the AHL is doing that, and uh, you know the all-time penalty minute leader and everything else. But man, that guy. He's Bonvi is unreal. I yeah. I was I went down. I was always a Bonvi fan anyway, but. It's as you get older. I, I don't know what I was doing one night, but I was on YouTube yeah. and I kind of went. You know, every once in a while, you you know you're farting around and you just go you go down the no, rabbit, and you go down yeah. the rabbit hole. And I ended up just watching like all of this Bon V shit. No, I know what I was doing. I was playing a Cape Breton DVD. It was a Cape Breton Oilers DVD back in like Bon V's okay. yeah, yeah. beginning heyday, like 500 minute season. And I'm sitting there watching. Of course, he's every fight on the DVD is him. And I think he had 30-some fights and 500 minutes that year. And he's fighting everybody. It's, and it's like fighting it's Langdon and Bonvi and just like all these guys. And, or like Bonvi. Langdon and Bialois and like all these guys. Like Vandenbush yeah. and like just name after like name after name I mean, after name. And it's just like and, – and Bonvi's like what, 5'10", 180, 185? Yeah. Like he's not big. And it's like – and he's just – yeah, switching hands, and he's just a showman, and yeah. just like the fight, the, the fight he had with Vandenbush when I think Vandenbush was playing for uh, Wilkes-Barre or whatever, it was ridiculous. It just went on forever, and these guys just were yeah. like killing each other. I felt like they were going to take lead pipes out and start hitting each other after a while. Oh, it was just like yeah. neither one of them would go down, and it was just it was oh, was absolute like nonsense that fight yeah no bonvi's he's great he's great and mm-hmm. i've had a chance that i oh, should shit there's there's a guy i need to get on the friggin show is that's what i've talked to him and he said he would do it yeah but it's like he's like and he's been really cool and uh i got some autograph stuff from him and i mean i think he's like a big he's like what is it head of the bruins scouting now like he's like a big deal yeah. in the bruins or is it the bruins or the blackhawk it's the bruins i think Maybe it's the Blackhawks now. I think it's now. the Bruins. Yeah, I think it's the Bruins. Whatever team he's with, I think it's the Bruins. Yeah. He's like the head, like, director of, like, pro scouting and shit. Like, so, yeah, yeah. he's got, like, a big title. So, I mean, obviously right now, it's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure a podcast is the last thing he's got on his mind right now. But it would yeah, definitely right. have to be something in the summer. But he said he would do it. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're going to have Dennis Bond be on, I mean... I'm going to have to go yeah, to, like, Lazito-like like, friggin' yeah, volumes no, exactly. here. I was, I was about to say that. You cut me off, you fuck. I was <laughs> about to say, like, that would be, like, a Lazito four-episode four uh, interview and shit because, I mean, he I mean, who hasn't he fought? I mean, no. think about it. Yeah. In the, in the NHL, AHL, 
like whatever in that era. I mean, who, I mean, you probably can't come up with a name that he didn't fight at some point. Exactly. Yeah. No. Mm hmm. So, yeah. So definitely. anyway, later, later, later that night when, um, we ended up staying in a hotel up there because we didn't want to drive back. Cause by that point we were probably too many beers in and this and that. And so we, um, yeah, myself and John, my, my buddy, we, we, we stayed in a hotel up there and we'd go to the hotel bar and, a bunch of guys are coming in and this and that. And I'm like, these look like they might be hockey players. I'm not sure. And then Yager walked in and we were like, yep, we're in the hockey bar right now. And so as we're drinking some beers, whatever, uh, Barnaby comes in because he was playing for the Penguins at that point. Tremendous. And, and we walk over to Barnaby and we start talking him up and this and that. And my, like my hockey fight nerd came out in me and my, my buddy's looking at me like, no, don't, don't, don't. And I go, I go, so I don't know when I'm going to ever get to talk to you again, uh, um, uh, Barnaby and blah, blah, blah. But I have to ask you a question. Dude looks at me and he goes, Matthew Barnaby goes, all right, ask me. And I roll in. I was like fucking Chris Farley's character on Saturday Night Live or whatever. And he's like, wasn't that cool? But I, I asked him like, I go, I watched the fight with you and Barubi and like the line brawl last year against Philly, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I'm like, somebody said that it looked like Barubi slipped on a stick and, and this and that. And I'm like, I thought you caught him. So I, I don't know, but I'm like, when the fuck am I ever going to talk to Matt Barnaby again? So I have to ask you if I'm standing here next to you and Barnaby kind of looks around like, make sure nobody's listening and like leans in and goes, I never heard anything about the stick until right now, but I'll tell you one thing. He's like, I got him real fucking good. And I was like, Oh my God, Barnaby is the greatest person I've ever met at this point. And yeah. Have you read his book? I yet? Always hated him. No, I haven't read his book yet, but I'm like, he is the, I go, this dude is it. I mean, he's a legend as far as I'm concerned. I don't care what, Anybody else says about him? I love Barnaby. I always liked Barnaby. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's such a dick on the ice. Oh and yeah. I mean, when I and like I said, when I met him off the ice, I mean, he couldn't have been cooler. And this and that. Like, I actually offered to buy him a beer. I don't know what I was thinking at that point. I was uh, probably making a twenty five percent of what he made in a year. And he goes, "No, I think I'm good, dude." <laughs> but yeah, he could he couldn't have been nicer. And then. When he answered it that way, like he just like kind of validated what I thought happened in the fight and this and that. When a bunch of people were saying, "Oh, there's no way that Barnaby could put Baruby down," I mean, no, that's bullshit. Blah blah blah. But um, he said he got him, um, and I'll quote again, "real fucking good," and I will, um, I'll believe him if he said that. There you go. There you go, folks. You're hearing it here first. Look at see, we got Tim's giving exclusives here. There we go. See? All right. Well, no, what was that? That was four. Number five. If you could have season tickets to any team, any year, what would it be? Um, I think I would like one of the uh, late 80s uh, Flyers team just to see that again. And, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Tim's a homer. Sorry. But I mean, that was my 
I mean, that was my team that I watched, and that was, uh, I mean, back then they just you go right up and down the roster, and everybody, everybody would fight. They had guys that would do a uh, score back then. I mean, one of the late eighties. I mean, you want to say eighty? The what, what was the year they went to the finals? Was it eighty, eighty nine, or whatever? And I mean, you look at that team, and it was just like I think Tockett was on that team, and Melanby, and yeah. Dave Brown, and like, like. All that it was just—it was such a fun, a fun team to me, and uh, like even the guys that didn't fight all the time would fight, and it was—it uh, was just—I—I I remember watching that back as like a kid, as a kid, like a teenager back then, watching watching the, that team, and I was like, this team, this is awesome. Like it was just—I I wish I could be there every night. Like that would—that would, yeah, that would be tremendous. Like the probably eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Flyers. There you go. Well, and I mean, you say you're a homer and everything else. I mean, essentially, if you're in the NHL, if NHL team, and you're talking yeah. about hockey fights, I, yeah. it pretty much starts and ends with the Flyers. I mean, really? I mean, you could Flyers Bruins. Those maybe two te- a Bruins team. Yeah, right? I mean, or, you know, there were like Edmonton in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, but over I mean, but outside of that, I mean, yeah, really, over the longest fan, period probably- of time, it's the Flyers for sure. It has to be the Flyers out of any yeah. NHL team because the Bruins. I mean, oh, the big bad Bruins. Okay, and they had, the Bruins had some lean fucking years. You know, in the eighty, I mean, you had Miller and Byer. You know, and I mean, really, after yeah. that, it was like. There was some, yeah, some, you know, whatever. And teams had moments. The Oilers had had a run there too, but overall, yeah, from like seventies like on, had, yeah, I felt like the Oilers always had the a bunch of dudes too. Like, um, yeah, even when you got past uh, Semenko and McSorley or whatever, you look at McClelland and like yeah. they, it, they, they had a, it and what. Um, even when it got to Bookburger and all these, yeah. they, they had guys that would fight like up yeah. and down the. Well, you moved into that De, that DeBrusque Buckberger years, and then you got into the LaRock yeah. thing, and like yeah, like and you know, and, and McIntyre briefly, and yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had yeah the Oilers for sure too. But yeah, that kind of that run they had that you know that Semenko McSorley McClellan Don Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty tough dudes, man, for back then. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, here we go. Question number six. In, ah, I should, may I say NHL. Well, it doesn't even have to be NHL. Just Enforcer Mount Rushmore. Oh, Christ. Um, Dave Schultz has to be in there. Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, Probert would have to be there. I mean, obviously. And then, I mean, I, I guess if I have Dave Brown as number one over Probert, even though, I mean, they're probably as close as you can get. I mean, I'd have to put Dave Brown on there too. So Brown, Probert, Ferguson, and, uh, Dave Schultz. Very good. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, number seven, uh, dream matchup. Oh, wow. Um, I would like to see Terry O'Reilly versus, um, Ryan Vandenbush. I feel like there would be Ooh. a lot of 
a, a lot of punches, um, probably a lot of blood in that fight, and it would just be, um, it would go on forever. The two of them just throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing. And um, I, I can't think of two guys that were just more wide open and just, just whatever. Didn't care if they got hit. Taz and Bandy, that is a, yeah, that would be something. Yeah. Yeah, Lozito is the reason. The Lozito is the reason that I got the um, Vandebush Frederick fight on tape. Oh yeah, too. I uh, yeah yeah I got that. I got that from him, and then um, I went to Flyers practice one day, and he had somebody uh, somebody give me the tape of it, and it was um, yeah, it was. I think that was the uh, the short amount of time that he was uh, out of Long Island and was down here and uh, was down here, and he was uh, Philly Joe. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, he was in yeah. Philly for a while. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I'm just. I was just texting him as you were giving one of your answers, and I said, oh, "I got Tim. I'm recording with him right now. You got any questions for him?" And all friggin' Lazito can ask me is what kind of chips I was giving out at Halloween. Joe's busy thinking about ketchup and all dressed chips. I think he's yeah. He, all I, dressed. I, it, it would have to be all dressed. I mean, please stop. I don't. I. I can't. I can't do the ketchup chips with the all dressed. I remember the last time I was in Ontario. I think I uh, sent that to you on uh, on Twitter or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck is this that I'm looking at? All dress chips. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, he's he. I know what he's doing. He's gunning for me to go over to Walmart, buy him a bunch of chips, and mail them to him again because I I mail chips to him periodically. And no, he's like that. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. Do you have a question for Tim? It was like, well, fuck Tim. Are those ketchup chips in the picture? Yeah. 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 Good job, Joe. Way to way to contribute to the yeah. show, Lazito. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah, yeah, no doubt. The answer is uh, the answer is Ross Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's that's his answer for everything. Yeah, Ross Johnson and ketchup chips. They're they're Lazito once again, fucking up my ten rapid fire questions again. You know, he shit the bed when he comes on. Now he's wrecking this friggin' segment. I'm telling you. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sitting there trying to fluff him up, and then he's fucking your show up. Yeah, that ain't right. From yeah, from his couch in Long Island, he's still he's not even on the show, and he's messing it up. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Oh, um, I love Joe. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, we'll keep him around. Yeah. Um, now I've lost my spot. Where are we? Oh, okay. Number eight. Minor leaguer that never got a chance. That you would have loved to have seen get a chance. I mean, more of a chance or not a chance at all? I mean, that's that's crazy. I um. I mean, I would say Mel Engelstad. I mean, he played two games in the NHL, but you know what I'm saying. Like, give him a season. Or no, something, I, you know? yeah, I hear what yeah, you're yeah. saying. I mean, even uh, I. Oh wow, that's a tough one. Um, I. I mean, you probably. I mean, it would be the uh, the the whatever the, the 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 easy answer, especially since you just said it. But I mean. I wasn't thinking Mel Engelstad, but I mean, I, how could I come up with a better name than that? I mean, he um, he did. And I mean, I've seen him on tape against so many people and this and that. And I mean, I mean, there are definitely guys that played that role in the NHL that wouldn't have been as good as Engelstad. I mean, there's no there, there's no doubt. I mean, how could I come up with a better name than that? 
Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he had I NHL mean, toughness. That wasn't the issue. I mean, that's, you know. that that's what I'm saying. I mean, even I mean, most of the guys that that I mean, I'm sure the that that I saw the play for the Phantoms and stuff like that. Most of the most of the guys made it. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. played at some point. I mean, uh, you would think Burnett would be the worst of all those guys that were there, and then and and he even probably was in the NHL for what three, four seasons or. We well, got a full sure. season in Anaheim for sure. Yeah, he and, sure did. Uh, you know, periodic, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah the fact I mean, that he got a full season is—I mean, good for him. I mean, you know, not that I had anything and, against and Burnett. What, I like Burnett actually, but I still can't believe what, he got I mean, a full NHL year. I mean, the answer—I mean, the answer should probably, I guess, be Pete Vandermeer. I mean, he was a better. I mean, I felt like he was a better fighter than his brother was. But and yeah. his brother was in the NHL for probably five years or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that is a bad thing because I mean Jim Vandermeer I think was a was that that he was a tough defenseman yeah. and like did, I think he did a I think he did a real nice job I mean especially once he came up and and this and that I mean I I can't I mean well fuck I never played above college football but it's just like I'm like I can't. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Jim Vandermeer had a blah, 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 like career or whatever. But I mean, um, he, I mean, his brother, I think was, was definitely tougher than he was Pete. And, um, he only, I think he only got that one game, right? Like down yeah. in Dallas or yeah, whatever. One or, two, yeah. one or two with Phoenix, I think. Yeah. yeah or was it Montreal? Yeah. No, it was Phoenix. I think. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. He definitely should have got more. I mean, you know, it could be by Lois should have got more than the three. Probably. Yeah, but yeah. You know, Morasty. Yeah, I always I, you know. I only know like I yeah, I just I I think of the, the guys that I saw, I mean it's um that I saw a lot of anyway was that it would be Angelstad or um or Pete Vandermeer. I mean one of the I, I I I can't believe they didn't get a half a season or something like that just out there, especially in that time period. Like yeah. now 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 I could get it. I mean they don't call up guys like that really anymore. Yeah. But um, but 15 years ago or whatever, I mean, I, I would think those guys would have, um, would have gotten some more time. Yep. Speaking of Mel Engelstad, uh, fittingly enough, October 31st is Mel's birthday. There you go. So Halloween, Mel Engelstad's birthday. It's kind of fitting. I have to say, and Mel, happy birthday, Mel. There you go. You might, you're probably not listening, but you should come on the show. Yeah. He should do the show. You know, I, I've asked him before. He should do it. He says yeah, he doesn't... The, the World Series. The World Series is now eleven to five. By the way, there we go. Thrill a minute. Goriel. Goriel just hit a home run. I do not like Goriel. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a hell of a year. Hair, I get it. But yeah, that... he did. I I can't deal with his hair, but that, <laughs> I mean that's just me. I mean maybe I'm more conservative than other people that are listening. But yeah. Well, I was never. Yeah, it's the palm tree head there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number nine, overrated. Who's the most overrated enforcer, Tim? That's All your days right. on the message boards and stuff, and you read, and you'd be like, God, I don't see it. I don't see it. Who was it? Uh, oh, say it. I know you're going to. I know you want no, to. No, I don't want to say I don't want to say the, the name that everybody says. I, <laughs> I, I honestly think, though, that... Um, when when I look back on the, the his major fights or whatever, I and there's no way and probably 
half of your listeners are from Boston, but I thought Jay Miller was overrated. I'm sorry. I, I just did. Really? There you go. Yes. If if you look at it, I mean, his two biggest like rivalries or whatever that you always saw on all the, the tapes back in the day were Dave Brown. And I thought that Dave Brown um, really got the better of him in maybe they fought 11 times. I think he got the better of him in nine of the 11 fights and whatever. And I always thought Nyland did better against Jay Miller than um, than people said. And then um, John Cordick, I think, um, got the better of Miller uh, more than more than he got the worst. Let's put it that way. And, and um, I know people get mad and say that, um, oh, well, that, that when you say that, well, the Boston announcers were, were homers and it really has taken over, like, some people's, like, views of Boston fights versus other people and whatever. But I I watch the fight and I'll turn the, the sound off and I'll be like, I'll be like, wow, Cordick really got the better of Miller in this fight. And then you turn it up and you hear three three punches in that Sanderson is going, oh, well, this is a clear-cut win for Jay Miller. And, Jay and just wants to play hockey. Like that. And, yeah, no, and I think that um, – I, I just think that if he didn't play for Boston, he wouldn't be held in as high regard as he is. And um, I don't think he is now than he was like back when we were all posting yeah. on the boards, like right around the turn of the century and this and that. And yeah. There are some people that would put Jay Miller in like their top 10, top 15. And I don't think that I, I just don't, I don't see it. I agree. With that, you. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's the best way to say it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and I think if he played, if if he had played for the Washington Capitals, uh, I don't think yeah. anybody'd be, you know, again, not that he was bad, but it no, was. No, and, uh, and I'm not saying that. I, no, believe me, I would love to have Jay Miller on my team. Yeah, because but he, I know he was a fun player to have. Right, <laughs> I just I don't think fighting wise he was the the guy that like people said he was at the time. Yep, I agree. All right, so well, I get like we said, we did favorite and hated. Now we got overrated. Now, final question number ten: underrated, underrated, underrated. And I know the answer. Everybody, I, I, it's funny that I feel like um, Paul Loss has gotten to the point where he's um, where everybody said he was underrated for so long that you're like, uh, is he really at this point? And um, and again, I and this is I'll I'll be a homer one more time, and for the the same player, it's just I think that um, I think that Dan Cordick, if you look at his fight card and you look at his record and stuff like that, he's never looked at as a top guy. And for the years that he fought, I thought that he was right up at the top of the league, and um, and that he beat a lot of guys that a lot of other guys didn't beat. And um, I think that he is 100% underrated in um, at, as a fighter and as an enforcer and this and that. And I wish he had a longer career in the NHL. I agree. There you go. Yeah. That's a very good answer. Wow, shit. Yeah. There we go. There's 10 rapid-fire questions with Tim. Look at the people wanted it. We delivered 
I, oh you, my you gave some solid answers here tonight. I love I love the people. So I mean, anything I can do for them, I mean, that's uh, that. Yeah, that's a good deal. There we go. Well, <laughs> see now I have to. You know, we'll have to get you back on, but we're gonna have to come up with something. I don't know what what are we gonna talk about. We'll have to come up with a with a topic. Yeah. Uh, Timmy, I'm sure it'll be a list because that's well, what, um, yeah. like I said, that's what Jay said. Like, you've got to go on Darren's show and do a list. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, and I'm thinking like, like I had said to you before, I'm like, like the reason I got that name is because I said that I, that <laughs> I made a smart ass comment saying I didn't like the list. <laughs> and then after a while, after a while, I was like, Oh, I like him. And like, like I, I told you, I had my uh, young son in the car with me and he said, daddy, did he just call you out? <laughs> well, that did he say? Is that you he's talking about? I'm like, yeah, it sure is, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember you told me that. I think you were in a car wash or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying, yeah, what I was, yeah. Oh, I, I every time, yeah. Tim, I got yeah. a list. Yeah, because then it just kind of took on life on its own. Well, and that's funny yeah. because with the list thing, initially it was just like the gimmick that it was like, okay, I need to do something. And somebody said, yeah, oh, you got to exactly. look at this list, man. Oh, yeah. And then I looked on the internet for a couple of them, and I'm like, well, this is, like, easy. This is, like, easy material, yeah, I mean, right? I, like, no thoughts getting that. put into this, right? So I'm going to keep doing And then I had a couple cats sent me, like, links to, like, 50 yeah. lists, right? So I'm like, oh, well, this is perfect. Now I don't have to do any research at all, and uh, I yeah, can just hit was, record. And... 25, yeah, yeah. 25, 30-minute show just with the list that, yeah, nothing else. Right? Yeah, the shit just writes itself, and then and then of course, like the shittier the list, the better, because now you can really take the piss out of it, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, the lists have been like a godsend for people that send them to me. It's that's been the fun part. But it, uh, I, I, it, I will say though, it, I, it's become like way too much of a crutch for me. For for a while yeah. when I was doing the list, it would be like every every couple weeks I would do one. And then now it's just like every show I'm doing a list, right? Because it's like, oh shit, you know, why not, right? But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of become the, uh, you know, it's almost like I'm the, it's the list show now, right? So maybe yeah, I'll, no, no. I'll have to come up with something else, but uh, you know, but the lists yeah. are pretty good, but uh, yeah. But I'm like, I know yeah, you got. What do you want me to say? Uh, Dave Brown, uh, the Ben Wilson, uh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, like, I mean, the flyer list is, you know, it's pretty, I always think with the flyers, though, it's almost like it's, like, kind of, I don't know, it's sort of self-explanatory, it sort of writes itself, I mean, you know, doing a fly, it's almost like doing a flyer list is, I mean, is easy, I mean, yeah, shit, you, you're you like, could, dude, do you put Paul Holmgren at seven or eight, like, yeah, that's your biggest, uh, yeah, like, right. you're, you're battling over, yeah, exactly, so it's like, you know, yeah, I think I, a worst flyer enforcer would be a better list from you because then it makes yeah. you work. now it's going to make you work right. But uh, no, I, but I would have to do research before I did that list. See. Sorry, yeah. So no, we'll, we'll come up with a different, uh, a whole different side here. I gotta, like I said, I gotta brainstorm with some people. I gotta come up as the you know as we move on through the year here. I gotta, yeah. I gotta come up with a different kind of uh, kind of a different deal, ever changing, trying to trying to come up with a different gimmick. So we'll, but we'll get you back on for sure. But, uh, I know you've had a long day out there and we've already sort of attempted to do this twice. And I ended up yapping for too yeah. long the first time. Shocking. So no, uh, I, I blame myself too for that. I think I, yeah, I just, uh, 
I, I think I gave you too many, um, too many good topics to talk about, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it was, yeah. uh, it, it, ah, it's always, like I said, I, I, I'm sitting here quarantined, so I, I got nothing going on. So it was like yeah, capt, no captive audience, right? So, yeah. Well, it was so funny. Like I said, when we were trying to set up a time with the time difference and everything else. And then I think it was the next day. I'm like, well, I had COVID, so I'm wide open for any time you want now. So I don't have to work for a couple of days. So, yeah. So it was, uh, but I know you've had a late night there at, uh, I, what is it? 11 o'clock now. So with your trick or treat and everything else. So, um, I'll, yeah, I'll let you that. go, but I, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. And, 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 and no bullshit, you know, we, we're having laughs and everything else, but I do appreciate yeah. the fact that you've always, uh, supported the show and, and have been a big booster no, of, of the course. podcast. Yeah. And that, that's been really cool. And I really appreciate that. I really do. So no doubt that, yeah, thank you for having me on. It was, uh, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's just, uh, working into, working into the schedules and this, that. No, it's good that we finally got to talk. Wow. And, and I mean, for and you, what that, do you got? Yeah. What is it? Five kids? Like, no, there's only three that live in the house. I mean, stop. Is it, yeah, we've got three. Three, yeah. Well, yeah. five of you in total, but yeah, like, yeah, family of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But three kids. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that's a lot of shit going on. So, it's like, yeah, certainly to to find time to drop everything and come on the phone and talk to some asshole in Saskatchewan for an hour. It's like, you know, yeah. there's some planning that's involved in that. So, no, it's uh, yeah. it's cool to have you finally on, so... There we go. No, no doubt about it. Dale, thank you so much for uh, having me on, and thank you to uh, anybody that thinks that I'm like a character on your show and stuff like that. I, I think that's hilarious. List guy Tim, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there no there, doubt. No there doubt. we go. There we go. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 